Fatality. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Looking good. Can't let there be dead air. There you go. Hey, can we talk about something for a minute? Sure. Why does uh, the 2019 Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie already have reviews on IMDb? With people giving it five stars talking about, I can't wait. Or people giving it one star talking about, oh, I'll give it a real review when I watch it. Can we Can we not? Yeah, man. I, I, I would recommend not, you know. Um, but Well, you, n- no. Like, can we just not? <laughs> no, no. I know. I definitely agree. If you, I mean, I don't want to bring any attention to it, but there's like people threatening to do shit on the dark web with the premiere of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the news, and I think people are just trying to... Stir try some to, shit? Not not in, like, an actual way. I think people are just trying to trying to cause a minor panic. Yeah, I mean... Well, because hear me yeah. out, right? And sure. I don't condone this, obviously, but, like, if you really wanted to do something... You wouldn't tell people about it. You wouldn't fucking tell people Absolutely about it. not. This seems another kind of, like, trolley aspect of the interwebs that Fox News is like, Oh, my God. Right. <clears throat> so, um, you know... Uh, I went to my dad's house to get carnitas this morning. Right? Thanks for the invite, asshole. I'm sorry, dude. Um, and he was watching the news. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into detail and say which who was, who was watching what, who was saying what or whatever, right? But I've never heard a group of people talk so much without actually saying a fucking thing. You know what I mean? It's no, just, I totally get you. It's the same fucking shit you said four months ago. Either impeach him or shut the fuck up. I think Joey Diaz said that, but he's right. You know what I mean? Let me tell you something, man. We're just at this point in like society where you can't get like an unbiased opinion anymore. Yeah. And, and you know, that's one thing for a movie because there's only so much you can talk about in like a technical aspect about a movie or yeah, an album. For sure. Right. Um, but like news, come on, man. Give me the facts. Give me why it works for side A and maybe and of course why it works for side B and make your own decision from well, there man I think that's where like the inner the interwebs have kind of been like the the the, the leveler on that front cuz yeah. there are things out there that is just meant to kind of give you information you know and I think with the internet kind of being how it is it's kind of changed how media is absorbed you know um I just I don't know man I I don't want to get into it but it's just kind of crazy that, you know, that we could have... You know, I saw this really good comment the other day. It was, it was like, with the rise of, like, the internet and stuff like that, it turned your village idiot into a village of idiots because it's just such a damn echo chamber out there sometimes. Well, that's that's what it is, though. Like, um, the internet has given us the opportunity for that person who thinks stupid shit but never says it out loud to find a community of people. Well, even worse, man, it, yeah. it gives room for, like, anti-vaxxers. Uh, yeah. Flat earthers, flat, earth, flat earthers, uh, all that type of stuff, and you know, it's just kind of, kind of sad. Uh, well, what Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson said something about how he doesn't argue with flat earthers, but he is working, or his idea, a utopia, would be to create an educational system that doesn't allow people to think that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, to, no, I feel you. Yeah, so I don't know how we got on that. That's definitely deeper than what we do. I just, <laughs> but uh, yeah. what was that rapper? I think it was uh, B.O.B. Okay. That was like, uh, he was like falling out of relevancy in like 2013 or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, you know, like flat earth, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't know if he really believes this or if he's just trying to stay relevant. Yeah. Like you hear that uh, Tila Tequila has been doing some really dumb shit lately. Just to Wait, kinda... so 
what makes this different from anything else that she's done <laughs> no i i mean like but like especially dumb shit just okay. to, just to kind of stay relevant anyway this isn't a celebrity news thing no but, um, definitely not that was a rather interesting and serious more more formal pre-roll because usually gabe's like i'm a robot <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the uh, that was not the intention for our pre-roll usually we just it's just gabe going so anyway um Dude, I just think IMDb should just do a thing where they say Disable. nobody can review this movie until it it screens. You know, because like think about it. if you've already seen the movie, like if you have some sort of connections or you know, or you're like Roger Ebert, who's like a you know professional reviewer, like you probably already have your own website. Mm-hmm. Either that, or you sign an NDA that says I won't talk about this movie until it's out. Foches. You know, I just eliminate that man because now. Like you're gonna have all these reviews skewed at in the long run, right? Absolutely, because like there's always the the counterbalance of like whatever. There's always the other person on the other side who wins. This won't be a thing. This can't work, kind of a thing uh, with the internet. So like even with um, you know when you think about maybe like Wonder Woman when that came out, like everybody was like, oh yeah, it was a lot of fun, and there was the the counter, the counterbalance of people like it wasn't that fucking. Good. I didn't see it. But there's no way it was that good. But but you know what this is? This is like like imagine this. If you open this up to like video games, right? Imagine if EA paid like uh like a ten thousand people to review their game before it was even out and say nothing but positive stuff. Don't they do that? I mean, I I don't <laughs> know the logistics of that. I'm sure they give pre or like pre release codes and stuff like that out. Uh-huh. But it's usually save your big grandeur opinion until launch day. It's like yeah. this this embargo on it, right? Yeah. It's usually you can show some footage and you can talk about the facts. Mm-hmm. It's usually that. Yeah. At least what I've seen with some major reviewers. Okay. But like think about it, right? <clears throat> you know, it, let's say they're coming out with a new game and all these people that, that they paid and they say, go, go give us like four and five stars. Yeah. And sprinkle in like, like a one star or two star for every like hundred or odd, you know, just so people don't get suspicious. Yeah. They're like, why is everybody you in know? this network of people I saying mean, such positive I mean, things? You know, and I'm kind of curious to see what movies did uh implore that kind of technique <clears throat> i'm sure there's definitely some out there that obviously we'll never get to know like know about up front i heard there was a do you remember that uh mobster movie that came out early this year like february march maybe uh Gotti. you remember that yeah with travolta yeah, yeah, yeah. i heard uh, I, I didn't see it so i can't give you an honest opinion about it but um what i heard was that the movie was absolute trash but the reviews were really good mm-hmm. and so the general consensus was that uh you know people were paid and these reviews are fake and shit like that Really? So I, I actually haven't seen it. Okay. Um, and I can't give you my opinion on it, but okay. that was kind of the the rumor that was being spread. Interesting. As to as to the validity of it, I couldn't tell you. We'll get around to it though. Absolutely. All right, Gabe's well, officially the longest pre roll of all fucking. You time. think so? Uh, seven minutes. That's that's seven long. Seven minutes. You think that was longer than anything we did with like Adam and I, the and prob- the women? Probably. All right. All right. Uh, you ready, Gabe? Oh yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number 134. One, three, four. Oh, yeah, we are back on a dark and dreary day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois, on September 29th, which is the day after my birthday. Awesome. Uh, happy birthday. Did Thank you know you share a birthday with Bam Margera? I did know that, yes. Yeah, it's pretty uh, cool. I also share one with White Sox player Danny Mendick. And there's one more person that I'm drawing a blank on. Gwyneth Paltrow. No, no, no. Somebody else. 
I can't. Uh, I'll get back to you on it. But okay. I know, I know there was another person. Yeah. So those are the people I know for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, you had a little anecdote you said you wanted to, to yeah, do? Yeah. So, you know, um, Jake, our sound monkey, and also the host of the show. <laughs> sure. Uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, that me. Yeah. So he, he usually just drags the thing on uh, the, our opening into the uh, into the, our DAW. Yeah. Our workstation. Daw. Uh, my little joke is I have this buddy, and he's a, he's a coder just like I am, but okay. he has this gross habit of like installing all this unnecessary like plugins add-ins or software to do like a really menial task and he was telling me the other day he's like yeah man you should check this like program out like well what does it do he's like oh well you know when you have like two folders open you like type in the name of one file and it'll send it to the other folder i was like or you could just use the fucking mouse like a normal person (laughs) you know you click and you drag it over and it's amazing because you would think somebody like that would find a way to be like the most efficient they possibly can on a computer there's no way you can efficiently type out your file name faster than I can click and drag it yeah, over. Yeah, for sure. You know, the only the only exception is if you have like I don't know, like a four letter or less name, right? Yeah. You know, that's fine. But it's just like like come on, man, don't don't reinvent the wheel here. Absolutely not. You know, it's ridiculous. There's nothing wrong with a better mousetrap, but it has to be a better mousetrap. It mouse has trap. to be efficient. Yeah. And it has to make sense. Absolutely. Yeah, but he he's been like, you know, we we worked on projects before. He's like, dude, you need a. Uh, a, B, C, and then you're going to need like half of D. And I'm like, well, listen, we already have A because of class, so I'm just going to take that all the way to the finish line. And I did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So um, how, you, how, how was your week, buddy? How was my week? How was my week? How was my week? My ribs fucking hurt. We'll get into that later. Okay, My sure. week was actually really good, man. I uh, okay. I came back to Chicago yesterday. Okay. Um, other than that, it was me waiting for Thursday. <laughs> okay fair so, enough so between last podcast it was just waiting waiting anticipation waiting. anticipation my friend. absolutely uh that's cool so uh i don't know if we're going to be rolling sound on sunday coming up yeah because i will be arriving back home that very day i, I if i have the energy I, I plan on doing it obviously i'll keep you updated on that because finally the great foil chip is happening for me cool so um i'm gonna try try don't hold me to that. I'm going to try to uh, give you guys like updates uh, and like sprinkle in like random. Oh, this is what we did today and la 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 and putting it up Ooh. on the feed. Obviously not counting as real episodes. Hey, maybe boot up that Periscope. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, go go but, live on Twitter for maybe 10 minutes or yeah, something. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's the plan um, for now. Obviously, plans have changed. We'll and change i'm sure but uh yeah we're pretty excited about uh, that. good news for you it seems like the star wars park galaxy's edge has been grossly empty yeah at least the disney standards so yeah, yeah hopefully you won't have to wait much yeah, yeah yeah it's not too bad so i'm pretty i'm pretty jazzed about the whole entire thing and uh we leave sunday like i said or wait whoa you oh your sh- week skewed buddy yeah i might you got another week of work well i got another week of work but we're not gonna be, we're not gonna be able to do next sunday's episode because i'm gonna be on a plane Maybe we should do it on Saturday. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what we'll do. Push it back a little yeah. bit. Or up, I guess, technically. Yeah. Yeah, we're, that's right. Yeah, we're really we're, bad at days, so, guys. So next week. Instead of Sunday, Saturday. Cool. Well, we're going to have to do it a bit early because I have a show that night. But who are you seeing? Catfish in the Bottom Man. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. I'm sure. Um, hopefully, I'm ready and packed and ready to go at that point. Just got to sleep and be there. My first plane plane ride. I'm, I'm terrified. You're going to love it. I'm terrified. Bring bro. your headphones. You'll love it. Okay. Fair enough. I uh, we'll get into that later. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping. Yeah. I'm jumping like three guns here. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we got we got a fat boy agenda here. All right. All right. Let's get right into it. All right. So first thing, 
The Taiwanese, Taiwanese leopard. Have you heard anything about this? Nope. Apparently, this leopard has been extinct officially for 35 years. Mm-hmm. But recently, we have found one and has come out of its cave. And Lord knows how long it's been hiding there or where its pack is. But not officially extinct after all. Cool, cool, cool. Um, You know, I, I always see things like, oh, this animal's going extinct, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, we, we should feel bad because like, a, a lot of the time it's because of what we do. Yeah. But I saw a comment one day that was something along the lines of, like, you know, like, 99% of species that have like ever existed have gone extinct. And yeah. it really kind of puts it into perspective. For sure. But I'm glad for that Taiwanese tiger. Now we got another kind of predator that should be above the food chain, but Absolutely. we laugh at it because we have guns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So let's go ahead and get like fucking knee deep into this shit. Neck deep. Neck as deep. The, the Featuring Sam Carter. As the emotional kids in all the suburbs go. All right. Let's go ahead and get this started. So El Camino, you know what, the, you know what this is? Hell yeah, I know what El Camino is. All right. So I think this is like something that... There's been rumored for like a long period of time, but nothing substantial has ever like been announced for sure, for sure. But essentially, this is the continuation of Breaking Bad. Well, Jesse's story of Breaking Jesse's Bad. Jesse's yeah. story of Breaking Bad called El Camino. And it's it's his whole thing. It's called the Breaking Bad event, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of cool. Kind yep. of an interesting little uh, perspective on it. And uh, obviously, I didn't finish the series. You did. What? How do you feel about this, man? Well, first, I was kind of apprehensive about it. I was Because the ending of Breaking Bad, in my opinion, is like damn near perfect you okay know? it was just so well done and stuff and then when i heard that there's gonna be a movie sequel to it i was like man i don't know how i feel about that because like no matter what they do it's gonna like mess with the integrity of the original ending right mm-hmm. and then the trailer came out on tuesday or wednesday whatever the fuck it was and i was like i'm full-blown ready okay and it kind of blows my mind that uh what's his name aaron paul right uh, yeah. he was essentially kind kind of like a nobody before breaking bad he took this role and he like dominated it was insane yeah it's funny because he's kind of subsequently returned back to the cave from which he came <laughs> i mean i don't think that's a bad thing at all i think no, people really. wanted that return you know yeah for sure uh it looks interesting tonally it looks like something that um that they put a lot of love and care for yeah um and yeah like i said i, I never finished the the series but i'm sure it'll do it justice you know brian cranston and aaron paul have their own tequila brand or is it Mes- mezcal it might be tequila. One of the two. I think I, I did hear something like yeah. that. So they're like super buddy buddy. Aren't they, didn't they start a production company too together? Uh, I don't know about that one, but I wouldn't doubt it. Okay. They're like really close. So I'm sure they are. Yeah, man. Speaking I mean, of we, being real close. All right. Um, this next thing. This came up in the middle of the week. Uh, Gabe put a little uh, text on it. Say I beat him to the topic. So uh, Bob Iger, who is the CEO of Disney, is releasing a book. Uh, what the name of the book is is slipping my mind at the moment. Uh, but essentially he... Recaps, I guess, his conversations and relationships with George Lucas. Um, And Bob basically said that when they were purchasing uh, all of Lucasfilm, that George gave him a, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Outline. Yeah, Yeah. an outline of 789 for uh, episode 789 of Star Wars. Now, with that being said, Bob's like, okay, sweet. And never looked at it ever again. Well, um, it was kind of like a courtesy thing. It wasn't part of the deal, but Lucas was like, hey, I do have this. Yeah. And I'm tossing it in because you guys own Star Wars now. Yeah. And so I guess Lucas was a little salty that they didn't use it. Now, um, yeah, he's like the word that was used was betrayed. All right. Uh, George Lucas felt betrayed by Bob Iger and Disney's six billion dollars. Four billion. Four billion. Four billion. Yeah. Um, So I just want your opinion on this. Okay, who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? Whose side are you on? First and foremost, um, for four, if you gave me four billion dollars, you could do whatever you want, Chief. I don't care. <laughs> four billion is a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And George Lucas knew damn well what that contract meant. 
Yeah. Now, that being said, he did have outlines. By no right did Disney ever have to use them. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I can understand why Lucas was feeling a bit salty. Okay. Because, I mean, it was his baby up to this point. Mm -hmm. But when your kid turned 18 and joined the army, you can't do much to stop them. True. You know what I mean? Yes. When he signed himself away like that, right? True. I get it. I want to see the outline, though, because I'm curious to see what is not better, but what is worse in this scenario. Yeah. I think people fail to remember that George Lucas did do the prequels. (laughs) And uh, whether you have, you know, a strong or negative or positive feelings about them, there was definitely things in them that didn't quite line up to the original, obviously. Um, And I agree with you. Um, I mean, that's nice. Sure. Great. You know, um, you feel the need to share your vision, so to speak. But like you said, once once they signed it on the dotted line, it's not on you no more. It's not your responsibility to worry about these things anymore. And uh, me and Adriana were talking about it. I'm like, I'm not going to cry for the billionaire. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. going to get upset for, it, the, for it, the billionaire. $4 billion. Dude. Yeah. You know, you take all my original ideas. For $4 billion, you can have this fucking podcast. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we'll go buy an island and we'll retire. Absolutely. At the ripe age of 26 and 23. Correct. Um, yeah. So I, I'm on Disney sides on this. I mean, um, obviously, I'm, I don't know if I'm being just a homer because I'm so biased towards Disney. I know that. I recognize that. It's it's not even a bias, dude. It's just basic business etiquette. Yeah. If they bought the entire fucking Star Wars franchise. And not even just that. Everything Lucasfilms containing, too. I, as I'm well. more upset that Disney canceled 1313 as opposed to them not using lucas's outlines i agree i'm yeah. much saltier about the closing of uh lucas art lucas arts yeah because that was a fucking awesome company well yeah, not so much near the end no i mean they did have a lot of bangers yeah and they it's, did. It's, it's hard to ignore but you know what there's very few game development companies that have a perfect run true you know yeah this is true but yeah I, I don't feel bad for him like i said i'm not gonna cry for the billionaire uh they are no way obligated to continue to craft it in his vision anymore he lost all rights to that cool. and i i get that i mean he, it wasn't even him saying it It was more of bob Iger kind of releasing this information george obviously was very quiet about the whole entire situation because we this first time we're hearing about it so um i think you know everybody did their part and everybody was uh in the right you know it is what it whatever, is whatever man so uh, speaking yeah. about star wars let's just jump right to this so the darth vader helmet that david prowse wore sure sold um I, I didn't think it'd sell because there's no bids until the very last day. Okay. Um, okay. So starting bid was a quarter of a million dollars. What do you think it sold for? Uh, let's let's double that. Half a million? Half a million. Mil. Mm, a little short. Four? For what? 425. A little short. Really? Wait. How'd you go from half a million to 425? Uh, oh, I'm short. Oh, I thought you were short. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so it was up. It was a, an excess of... Um, let's go to six, six, a little short. Really? Yep. Seven, $900,000. Get it the sold f- for just shy of a million. Get the fuck out of here. Did it really? $900,000 it sold for. So whoever bought that, congratulations. You probably have one of the most authentic pieces of star Wars merch merch that has, that's just unsoiled you know yeah it's just so pure so contained because even rogue one was a banger yeah you know what i mean the iconic vader helmet may it rest in your man woman or whatever gender you are cave <laughs> until the day you die yeah that you die proudly that's crazy because nine hundred thousand dollars you and i were thinking that it was gonna fall incredibly short of that apparently you know i 
I thought I was going to sell uh, for a lot more in my heart. Cause I was like, dude, I know, I know that's going to sell for like $5 million. Right. Some rich asshole somewhere. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. And then like, I'm telling you, man, like the, on the last day there was bids and like the whole week I was watching it. I was like, dude, this thing's just not going to sell. I don't think anybody wants to buy this. And then boom, $900,000. Holy, like, Holy shit, dude. That's kind of fucking nuts. This dude wanted to secure his item. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious to see how many bidders there were in the whole transaction there, but uh, congr- congratulations. Interesting. Interesting. To that. All right. So, yeah. So that, that's interesting. All right. So Jurassic World's got an update because apparently they are making a mo- new movie. And this is capitalizing off what we said last week about the whole future of the of the franchise. Gabe just rolled his eyes super hard. The hardest I've ever seen him roll it on this podcast. Uh, no, but this is kind of a cool update. All right. They have announced. That's, more Jeff Goldblum. Well, yes. More Jeff Goldblum. Sam Neill. And well, sorry. What's her name? Laura Dern will be returning to the helm of uh, of the ship, so to speak. Um, so, you know, that's some good press for them, right? I mean, we got more Goldblum. I mean, a sinking ship is still a sinking ship, but sure. This is true. Even with a new captain. Yeah, this is true. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Maybe they'll tie this I whole thing. I guess we could say that the ship is going down with a captain. Whoa. Whoa. That's Whoa. one. Whoa. All right. So, yeah, Gabe's... Uh, that's, Gabe's. that's from Map Change. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, know, um, I like Yeah, I mean, do what you got to do, man. Jurassic <laughs> Park World, World, whatever yeah. you want to call it at this point... Is still a multi-million dollar franchise, and it's still gonna make money. Absolutely, because there's people that are still gonna see it, and I have my opinions. You have yours, but yes. whatever. They're making money. Absolutely, can't make, can't fault them for making money. Uh, moving along, uh, have you do you recall a Nickelodeon show called "Are You Afraid of the Dark"? Yeah, vaguely. All right. So for those who may not know the premise of this show, essentially, it was like a um, almost like a Goosebumps kind of a vibe. It would have these kids meet at a campground. Surrounded by, uh, you know, or going to like a fire, right? And uh, they would start to tell spooky stories to each other. And it would go, ooh. And the intro was like super iconic on Nickelodeon. Apparently, they're taking this premise uh, similar to um, scary stories to tell in the dark and uh, making a little uh, something of it. I don't know if it's a series or a movie, but apparently it will be coming out soon. Is Nickelodeon at the helm? I would imagine so. I mean, I think, uh, I don't know how well Dora did, but I don't imagine it was too hot right um so I'll, hopefully it fares a little bit better than that um but this is a a series that i quite remember fondly when i was a child so cool. hopefully this doesn't suck have you noticed the nickelodeon movies after like i want to say like the first spongebob movie have been kind of whack at yeah. least the one that got like theatrical releases yeah i'd agree yeah. with that that's interesting huh well like I mean, obviously, we got. I think we got a Drake and Josh movie, if I'm not mistaken. No. We got a couple. We got a uh, like a network movie, like oh, this is the. Well, yeah, not not a. a, like a it was, it was a, like a Nickelodeon like exclusive thing. Yeah. I think we got a Rocket Power one too, right? Yeah, same deal. But um, but yeah, man, like the ones in theaters, even like the like second and third SpongeBob movies, just didn't do that great. Yeah, like after the first Rogue's movie, it got a little funky too. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I don't know exactly if it's going to be a franchise or like a series or if they're going to do a, like a full blown theatrical release, yeah, man. but you know, I think this could be kind of cool if executed well, and if it kind of captures the essence of the original. I think sure. But the thing is like, you know, I did my full review on uh scary stories to tell in the dark and that did a PG 13 reading and absolutely terrifying. How far <laughs> is Nick willing, Nickelodeon willing to go with this though? You know what I mean? Because it still is a kids' network at the end of the day. I, th- I think for for this particular franchise, I think it's more. I keep calling it a franchise. Like there's more than like just the fucking show. For the show, uh, I think it was more about the ambiance, 
sure of it it's not so much about the stories themselves being scary it's kind of how it set up the story which was equally as important to it well i guess nick at night did have george lopez at one point so yeah maybe sure. he'll be a little bit more uh, willing yeah i guess that's an interesting take <laughs> i i remember when they made that shift man nick became so much more interesting after yeah, absolutely all right so that's that we're looking forward to it big news coming out of uh the land of disney uh disney, 25 is yeah. the magic number yeah disney and uh, Sony have come to terms, and then you and I mentioned it when we brought it up when it first happened that we didn't feel like we were going to hear the end of this, that this was not the end. Uh, apparently, it was not, and they have reached terms to release a third Spider-Man movie and I think multiple crossover events, I'm sure of it. Yep. Um, Tom Holland is stoked. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you got you, you're gonna you're gonna harp on that a little bit, or you want me to? Harp you on posted it? the scene from uh, from Wolf of Wall Street where Leo's like, "I'm not fucking leaving, I'm not fucking leaving," and everybody I that freaks was out. Hilarious, yeah, I man, it was funny shit ever. Yeah, he's uh he's amped because I'm sure he got, he felt like a parent or like a child with a kid, parents getting divorced. I'm sure, yeah. uh, super upset that he couldn't. You know, <laughs> why can't we just be happy? And stay That's together? a terrible fucking way to put it. I mean, it, sure. it is what it is. Uh, why can't we just stay together? But uh, they are. And um, like I said, I, I I saw this coming. I think we all. I think Sony it. was like, hmm. Well, we can try to do it again ourselves. <laughs> I think they spent a good month trying to storyboard. They're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I just, you, you know what, man? Like both companies are making a shitload of money at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like, well, just give people their dues. You know, absolutely. Because like, it's not like, uh, who, who gets the twenty five? Disney gets the twenty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like. You know, it's not like Sony would be losing or like, you know, bleeding out money. Yeah. It's like you, you're you still ma- you're making most of the money here. Yeah. You just got to give a cut to to the mouse. A bigger cut. Because the mouse got its hands in everybody's pockets and it's playing pocketball. You know, I don't like that. <laughs> Didn't then you're anyway. Uh, I'm glad they reached something because, I mean, Tom Holland is a phenomenal actor. He's probably he's not my Spider-Man, but he is a phenomenal Spider-Man. Who's and I spi- think who's your Spider-Man? You already know who it is, man. Where? Topher Grace, <laughs> as you keep calling him, <laughs> uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, but um, I mean, we, we, you know, we grew up on that, like sure. the animated Spider-Man and T- Tobey Maguire. Oh, fuck, I almost said Topher Grace. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, man, I think I, th- I mean, shit, dude, we're back on good terms, and I'm happy to hear it. Absolutely, I'm glad that we're, we were able to bring this to an end because the internet equally should as as large of a brick as it was when it first happened when it was good first stuff. All right, so um. Uh, Let's talk about this. Gajira. I saw Godzilla King of King of the Monsters. Okay? What'd you think? I watched it last night. Okay. And 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 you still haven't seen Kingsman. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, I finished Viva the Bam. Be happy about that. Uh I, I'll get there, Gabe. Right. Okay? All I right. just don't I don't like being rushed. Okay. Let's see what happens first. When I if I buy a house, I am getting all my shit back from all my friends. So we'll see if you've actually seen the movie by that point. <laughs> hey, man, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so I watched this last night with my wife. We rented it. And um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It's one of the fucking dopest Godzilla movies I've seen in my whole entire life. That's good. That's good to hear, man. Straight up. It was fucking sick. Was it fun? It was so fucking fun. And it's not even just outside of the fucking Monster Mash because that's obviously the dope, the dope part. But the fucking music, man. They got they had the old school Kong or uh, I was gonna say Kong, the old school Godzilla theme song. Nice. As he's coming in and out of the water and shit, and all the monsters fucking shined, and Mothra was fucking beautiful. Yeah, I love Mothra. That's my boy. Rodan, girl, Rodan uh, was fucking sick, and just Ghidra was out of the out of this world, overpowered and insane. 
It was fucking awesome. And me and my wife had a fucking um, a blast. Not, well, outside of the whole enjoying the whole the shit out of this fucking movie, uh, we had like a fucking uh, conversation about it or like an argument discussion. Mm-hmm. Heated discussion about it because um, there's a character in this movie who just makes some really fucking stupid decisions. Okay. Like that don't even make any, any sense like at all. Like Chris Pratt at the end of Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Sure. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, actually, kind of, yeah, kind of, those kind of line up, yeah. Um, and my wife's like, like, well, I would do the same thing because I understand. And I looked at her, I'm like, are you fucking stupid? I'm like, what is wrong with you, lady? I'm like, no, that doesn't make any fucking sense. So her and I had a like a heated discussion going back and forth during multiple parts of this movie because just some of the decisions making by the humans was really dumb. You should get the lawyer involved in the divorce proceedings. I guess so, man. <laughs> Shit, that's funny though. But uh, yeah, man, the fucking fights were, were sucking. <clears throat> That shit was sick. Dude. It was so cool. good. Do was, you wish you would have seen it in theaters? Absolutely. Awesome. I'm fucking bummed out that I did not see it. Because there's there's a scene. Because I, I don't know if I ever brought this up on air. I'm pretty sure I have. How I fear like large objects. Uh-huh. Like really, really large objects. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I just like. Oh, yeah. That, like the, the big ass ant at the fucking museum. Yeah, the that. penny and all that. Like it freaks me out. So you would think that I would like tremble in fear over this movie. But there was a moment that almost made me do that. Because they were looking for him. They were looking for Godzilla. Like, where the fuck is he? Because these, all, these, all these other guys, they're waking up. What the fuck's going on, right? So they look for him. So they find him near the, like, the Antarctic Ocean, right? Okay. And they open up like the fucking blinds on the ship, on the submarine, and you can see what's going on in front of you. And he's fucking standing there, and he's fucking glowing. Zzz, like, a fucking, like, a, like a slow strobe. And you can see him like approaching. I'm like, oh, fuck that. I threw a blanket over my head. I couldn't even fucking stand it. <laughs> Um, but dude, it was just so fucking sick and everything was just so great. And I don't give a fuck what critics say. This was a Godzilla movie made for Godzilla fans. And I fucking loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. You know who makes good, like, uh, like Godzilla fight music? Sure. Uh, Gojira. Oh yeah. No, like, like that last album. I feel like a lot of that shit would fit it really well. Fun fact. They got their name from like the mispronunciation of Godzilla. Cause you know, it used to be Gojira. Yeah. Gojira, yeah. you see it? I, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but uh, but yeah, man. No, I'm glad you liked it though. Um, because I definitely slept on it, and you, well, we both did, I guess. Yeah. But uh, good uh, stuff. What's but, your, what's my rating? Yeah. How do we do this again? <laughs> Ratings are A to F. It was a B. It was a B. It was a fucking B. The only reason why I couldn't give it an A because it killed off the only human character I cared about. Okay, cool. And yeah. I think giving a movie that's more fun than. Uh, artsy, meaningful, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, I think giving that an A would be kind of uh, a disservice. I don't want to say say crazy. Yeah. But I think if you look back at some of our previous ratings for movies, they're going to be like, "Whoa, this movie is really better than this yeah. that you gave like a B minus." I agree. And then yeah. we're going to be like, "Shit." Yeah. <laughs> no, words. You're definitely right about that, and uh, it, it does set the stage for the next one. And oh, we're mo- getting the next one. Cool. In the next monster verse, uh, they're all these creatures seem to be converging on Skull Island. So that's what that's, yeah, I know that's what we're getting. Yeah, that's that's the tie-in. So that's coming out in March, actually, from what I'm hearing. So that, that should be fucking sick. All right. So uh, this is this is something I put up because I realized something the other day. I was watching a couple of videos. I was watching a video about the Tony Hawk games, right? How so wonderful they were originally, how authentic they were to skateboarding culture. And then obviously near the end when he started to add the peripherals, Tony Hawk's You rhyme. know, I think we watched the same fucking video. Did we? Because... You're going to talk about how Activision devoured Neversoft. And what, they, not, no, not that. Not, not that. Not that. No. You, you're talking about the Call of Duty thing. I'm talking about a combination of things. Okay. So how, how, how Activision 
has the tendency to find a property that people genuinely love and care about, have an emotional investment to, and siphon it, and running it into the fucking ground. Tony Hawk being one. All right. It was like annual releases at yeah. one point. Yeah. And it was, then, then, you know, that was like the ultimate like fatigue on the whole entire thing. Everybody's like, do we really need one of these every year? Don't think so. Right. That's a big one. Guitar Hero. Yep. Remember how fucking hot Guitar Hero was? Yeah, I think we watched the same video here, buddy. Yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Guitar Hero was like a like a, like a a diamond in the rough during gaming during that time period. And then next thing you know, they have fucking Guitar Hero Metallica, Guitar Hero Aerosmith, Guitar Hero Kids, Guitar Hero Wax, Black Sabbath. And they just couldn't stop. They couldn't stop. Right? And obviously, the big, the big thing is Call of Duty now. Yeah. They found a property that they could fucking package and resell every single year over and over again. To the point where people stop caring about it. And you're ultimately hurting the legacy of these things. Because let's be real. The Tony Hawk legacy has been marred after anything after American Wasteland. Right? Because. Yep. You know. You know, I'm surprised you put it there. Because I think that's where I put it as well. Yeah. American Wasteland. Yeah. Um, And, you know, Guitar Hero after anything after Guitar Hero 3 was fucking stupid. You know what I mean? And I think, I don't the know. The video is called uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, What Happened by Matt McMuscles. And he details the history. Yeah. I think. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. We how definitely did, watched the same thing. How do we do that? You know, because <laughs> I put it up I, there. No, yeah, because I thought you were going with the Call of Duty thing, and yeah. then I was going to mention this stuff, and then you go into Tony Hawk, and I was like, I know where this motherfucker's <laughs> going. Check it out; it's a phenomenal Absolutely. video. And if you've been invested in Tony Hawk, um, he goes into serious detail, and everything that Matt says is correct. Everything that we mentioned, it, you know, the annualization, the not giving the development team enough time, mm-hmm. uh, the games entries getting more and more and more and more ridiculous yeah. and unbelievable and a shitty product with the Tony Hawk's ride stuff and yeah. this and that. And then pro skater five was essentially a, a shell of a game on yeah. launch. The game for just uh, cause I'm obviously you, you saw it, but the game was four gigabytes as is directly out the box. Right. And you got an eight gig update the, or something. The shit. first yeah. day patch for the game was eight gigabytes, double the size of the game. That's fucking unforgivable, man. And Tony basically is like, I don't know. You know what I mean? He, he was kind of just watching. So anyway, his and, deal with Activision is over. Yeah, he's done. So they're separated. But they own the Pro Skater name, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. They own that. So Tony can't even like go elsewhere and like maybe make another run for it. Because he but could. He can make a Tony Hawk something, something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I don't know if it, I mean, I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I saw a video <laughs> of Tony. He was driving around and he, he was any random skater. He would come by. He's like, hey, do a kickflip. And if they did it, he would give him like headphones or something. He was uh-huh. just giving shit out. And some guy's like, hey, man, are you Eric Costin? He's like, yeah, I'm Eric Costin. <laughs> oh, dude, that's so fucking funny. I don't understand how people don't recognize Tony Hawk. Oh, man. Fucking that's, that's strange hilarious. world that we live in, man. But yeah, man. And it just got me thinking about it. I'm like, man, how do they do that? And with that, that blends itself to a conversation of some stuff that came out with Call of Duty uh, recently. All right. So. Modern Warfare is coming out in October, right? I guess um, PlayStation 4 users get this special, specialized game mode. No, 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 no. It's not specialized. It's just locked if you don't have a PS4. Well, yeah, it's an exclusive. All right. It's, yeah, it's locked behind. Yay. This is a, a Sony thing. And it, it's not days. It's not even weeks. It's a year. This thing is locked for a year to every other user of this game or every other consumer of this game. By the time that these other guys, the the, the, the PC guys and the Xbox guys... Get, the next Call of Duty is going to be out. Yeah, get the hands on this. 
the game's gonna the next game is gonna be coming out. Okay, man, let's talk Activision because you really had us fooled up until this, two weeks close, before the man. fucking release Shit. of the game, dude. What happened? Yeah. What the fuck? And it's not even some minor bullshit because we've seen um, DLCs come early to was it PS4 yeah. and then before that it was Xbox right yeah. everything came early to the 360 but that was like a month month yeah it wasn't anything ridiculous like a year a fucking year <laughs> that's crazy and on top of that uh, I guess somebody while they were playing the beta was able to trigger a loot box notification so these loot boxes are somewhere hidden in the code of this game. And was able to trigger the notification. For I told it. you, man. They did the same with uh, Crash Team Racing. Yeah, they they want they're like you. They're gonna do the same strategy. I'm sure that they did with the last Call of Duty, where give it a month, give it a give month, it six weeks, and they'll add and, it in and start adding it in and sucking. Here, here's a four gig update. Yeah, hmm. wonder what this is, and it's just random bullshit that nobody fucking cares about. Man, how do they how do they live with themselves, man? I don't fucking get it. See, I thought EA was bad, and they are. They 100 percent are right. But fucking Activision, man. I don't know how they get Activision's away with it. Activision's really scumming it up, and it's uh, real unfortunate because now I don't feel like I want this game anymore. Either. Because my whole thing was like, I'm not opposed to getting it on PS4, but I'd prefer it on PC. Sure. Simply because I don't have to pay for multiplayer. Yeah, the service. Right? Yeah, the service. Yeah. And the nice thing was that it was going to be, well, I'm sure it still is cross-play yeah. enabled, right? Yeah. So you can hop on. I can hop on with my PC friends, whatever, right? Sure. But now... Knowing that I get two thirds of the game, yeah, I gotta wait a whole ass year for the survival bullshit. Come on, Activision. Well, well he said basically, uh, what was said is like, oh, well, it counts for like one percent of the game. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you have a hundred percent of. I don't think you know how to math correctly, bro. That's if if it's one percent of the game, you are still not releasing a full, the full product yeah. to two thirds of the user base. Yeah, and that's fucked up. That's really fucked up. I don't. I don't it's crazy how this is has turned uh, so ugly so quick with them. I don't, I, I don't even want to say I'm shocked because I'm not. Because I think we uh, we all expect... wild. All, all done in like four minutes. Yeah. How to burn Rome in four fucking minutes, yeah, honestly. It, it's fucking crazy. And like I said, you know, e- at least EA, they stand by their loot box bullshit. They're like, well, we own it. It's part of our thing. Hey, you know, th- this is our game. This is how it operates. Fine. But... Activision with their backdoor scummy implementation of this shit and how it's just hurting and affecting gaming. Here's fuck them. Fuck the Activision, man. Who would have thought? I mean, I watch if, we, if they were to do it like another Tony Hawk, if they said they did have the contract, you get Tony Hawk and fucking Rodney Mullen and everybody else's DLC. You got to buy them. Fucking Wag. stupid. Oh man. With that. Oh so, yeah. We did get some good news on, on top of that. We did. Uh, Last of Us Part Two. Yep. Got a date. We did. February twenty first, right? Twenty something. Twenty first, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. Twenty. Cool. You excited? Twenty twenty. So, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, you peaked the mic like four times. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Are you sorry. excited? This this. What do you think about the trailer? This and the Joel thing. This. Oh yeah, this. <laughs> oh, this. The so yeah, it was, it was during the state of play. Honestly, did not watch all of the state of play. I watched it for one thing and one thing only because obviously they announced previously that they were going to be doing it. And I knew that they were going to save it for the end. Right. So I was probably watching like the last like 10 minutes of it. Right. And I was only like watching it in passing because I had it like on idle while I was doing work with my headphones on. Right. And then I hear, oh, the highly anticipated reveal trailer for The Last of Us Part Two. So I fucking click on in, Right. And this shit just drops a fucking bomb on you. This shit. This trailer 
is so friggin' well put together. They know what they're doing. They set you up. Oh, well, this is Ellie and this is her land. They're still in Wyoming, right? Let's go out on patrol. So you take her and her friend, girlfriend, I guess. They go out on patrol and they kind of set up the world. Hey, first off, this game looks fucking fantastic, right? Because of course it is. You know, the last one was fucking great looking. So you can't not deliver on that aspect. And they get you, they set the tone, right? Maybe a little bit darker tonality speaking, which is pretty fucked up because the last of us would just make you want to kill yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then they kind of set the hook, right? Um, what's what's the reason? What's the cause? Now, we don't know for sure. I think it's f- safe to assume that the girl dies, Dina, her friend, girlfriend, whatever. She dies, right? I think that's kind of safe to assume. Uh, and basically, the trailer from that point takes a, ramps up to about 100 miles per hour and just shows Ellie doing some devastating fucked up shit to people with the knife, slicing people up, stabbing them in the fucking neck, axing people on the side. Killing clickers, which the clickers look fucking terrifying, even more terrifying than they did in the last game. And I couldn't even take them then. Bloaters. Bloaters just fucking looking disgusting and horrible. And I guess new, some new creatures who do some new things, right, along the way. And then, you know, on her rampage, she gets pulled off by somebody. Somebody was trying to stop her from getting um, seen. Pulls her to his side. She turns around saying, what the hell are you doing here? He's like, and it turns around and it's fucking Joel. And Joel's like, you didn't think I was going to let you do this on your own, did you? Bum, bum, bum. And that's it. That's that's the fucking stage, right? And take my fucking money right now, bro. Take it. Cool. So you know, last week I mentioned they don't need to build hype because they fucking <laughs> were here. You know, <laughs> I I all right. I hate my words, and they did it in what under two minutes. Yeah, two minutes and some change, maybe. Yeah. So uh, awesome, Naughty Dog. Uh, <laughs> February. So we got what four months? Four or five months. Yeah. Four months and some change. Yeah. Cool, man. Put down your pre-orders because this is a safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's launching with a full multiplayer too, right? Actually, no. No, it's not. Oh, so that that's another that's one of the more controversial things. Um, they basically announced, well, hey, um, you know, we've put a lot of time and effort into the story. That's that's very obvious. How this is one of the more most ambitious games storyline wise. That um, the fact the factions mode will not be released with the game. Now. We, there's two ways to interpret it, interpret that. Either they're going to tack it on, throw it up, which for those who may not be in the know, The Last of Us multiplayer in the first game was actually a lot of fun, really well done. Um, you know, you'd be surprised. You would think that, you know, maybe, those, you know, whatever, right? Um, that they didn't have the time that they're going to be releasing it. So like I said, either they're going to tack it on, it's going to be one big file to download, or they're going to do like his own standalone release. Nobody quite knows for sure what Naughty Dog is thinking on that front. Cool. All right. Um, so I'm going to withhold judgment on that particular thing until we have information. Uh, but this is another game like most Sony games these days. I feel like the, at least the triple a titles where they're going to put story at the forefront of the, the, the decisions that they make. And, um, I'm fucking ready, bro. Good shit. Sir. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking ready for this. And, uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for, like I said, that, that, that bomb. Cause you know, it's coming. The Last of Us, the original game, opened up one of the most heartbreaking gaming scenes of all time. Um, and even if I, I played it recently, mm-hmm. by the way, and now being a father, that hurts even that, more. That scene hurt. It hurt to begin with, but it fucking triple hurts now because I can relate. And that's the scary thing. I don't. So I'm wondering from the storyline standpoint where Ellie and Joel stand because they seem to be a little estranged, Distant, yeah. estranged from each other. A little bit. Uh, I mean, from my impressions uh, from previous trailers and what we saw is that Joel is kind of the leader. 
the the non-visible leader of this pack while Ellie's the spiritual leader of this pack of people. Joel's kind of hanging up, uh, hanging out wherever, somewhere high and watching everything while Ellie's actually telling people what to do. Right. That's my impression. Don't know. It's just speculation at this point. All right. And um, man, they fucking they set the hook, man. I'm, oh, I'm fucking ready for this. This yeah, is going to can tell. Yeah, this is going to be something that I'm going to fucking dive in head first. I might take a couple of days off of work and just fucking cry for hours in the dark room and then have a fucking, re- you know, a, a review for you guys. Just bawling my eyeballs out because I'm I don't know what they're going to do. But knowing Naughty Dog, they got shit planned. And uh, especially with this fucking franchise, man, this thing is a beast of a franchise. And I'm excited. My friend, that sounds delicious. And you just went on a four-minute rant. Really? I know you're excited, but we still got four months to go. <laughs> Good shit. Maybe uh, maybe go to a midnight release. Wouldn't that be fun? When's the last time you went to one of those? Call of Duty or Black Ops 2. I think mine was... Oh, oh man, that's kind of funny because I think mine was Black Ops 1. <laughs> and that was November. No, actually, it was... You know, there's a couple things. You know, I missed a date to to the, I missed a date. I ditched her to go pick up Skyrim, when it came out the day of, and I just played it all night. And you, look at my yeah. clock. I was like, "Fuck, I'm late." Well, I better not go now. Yeah, right. The movie already started, so I ain't gonna. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's fucked up. Oh, uh, where was I? So uh, Nintendo dropped something called Mario Kart Tour. It is a uh, mobile game of Mario Kart, and it is sure. riddled with microtransactions and Luigi's on the uh, one of the images. Um, you know, like Mario Kart, look, it's Luigi, but he's not even on the fucking roster. Nintendo, what is going on? We cannot keep excluding Waluigi and Luigi from things. Please put them in the game. For sure. I haven't touched it. Don't want to touch it. I got Mario Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I, I started it. Okay. And I don't like, I don't, it's not so much, it looks pretty good. You okay. Know? Sure. But I don't like the, like how, how the steering, I, I don't. I don't get it. Mobile games are not the way to go, man. I mean, honestly, I think they were better off being super gimmicky, having you tilt the game sideways and having like a little steering wheel. You know, you know what mobile games are good for? They're good for like quick games of magic or like yeah. tabletop bullshit. Sure. Stone, stuff like that. They're for good sure. for that. Yeah. Because you don't need a lot of interactivity. Yeah. You go click this card, play it, do whatever you got to do. Tap this mana, right? Man, what the fuck, Nintendo? <laughs> you know? Hey, man, one step forward. One step back with them, I guess. You, you know what my big gripe about Mario Kart 8 is? They have all this good stuff from previous generations, and they added some new things. But my biggest kind of gripe is that I can't make my own Grand Prix. Like, just let me pick my three or four fucking maps and let me go. Really? They don't because, let you do that? Yeah, they don't let you do that. Because there's maps I enjoy from all the pre's, yeah. and there's definitely maps I hate from, like, maybe a good quarter of the pre's. Yeah. You know, but to play some of those good ones, you got to play some of the shitty ones. Yeah. So just let me pick and choose, man. That's all. I, that's all I want. Just this one little small thing. Just a little little adjustment for game. And the battles kind of suck and eight, but whatevs. Yeah. It's Mario Kart at the end of the day. So check out tour, I guess. Let us know what you think. Cause yeah. I ain't touching that with a ten foot pole. Eh. Yeah. It's, I, I, I had to stop myself from deleting. I'm like, well, let me give it another try before I do that. Maybe give it a week. Yeah. Give it. Give it another stab. Good stuff. Talking about Bethesda. Did you hear anything about? Uh, is this in regards to Fallout 76 and the, the helmet? Yeah. Yeah, man. So mold, uh, respiratory <laughs> illness. Uh, GameStop. Oh, and all that money is going. GameStop essentially has to pay back uh, Bethesda, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. That is crazy, dude. So uh, essentially, there was a a mold it growing inside of these masks. The red one, I guess. Uh, we don't really know. The, it was the GameStop exclusive yeah. one because they're the only ones doing a recall. Yeah. Um, and people were getting fucking sick because they were putting this thing on their damn head and getting sick. 
or even just sit, sit next to her for an extended period of time. I'm you know sure. the fucking irony of that, right? Yeah, you put on a gas mask and the gas mask <laughs> makes you sick. That's terrible. That's pretty fucked that up. It's so, so terrible. You know, I have a friend that was so like hell bent on making all of us pre-order and get Fallout seventy six, <laughs> and none of us were biting. And he's like, "Man, y'all gonna see, y'all gonna see." And he didn't end up pre-ordering it, and he never touched it after the reviews. Fair enough. But dude, I feel like the flack for this game just never stops. Like it's finally in a state where it's kind of like mostly working, and people are starting to enjoy it. Stop kicking and then, it. It's dead. Boom, your lungs are starting to explode. <laughs> See, what we don't know, that this is a tie-in to The Last of Us. This is where the Cordyceps virus comes from. From Fallout 76. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, it's also technically a Fallout tie-in. Yeah. Which is, you know, I thought we were going to hit Mad Max first before we hit any of this stuff. <laughs> and Trump was going to be like Engine Joe. I was like, don't give them water. They'll get addicted to it. Um Wait, man, we've been whoa, we've been way off the whoa, way off the walls this week. But yeah, that sure. that's terrible. And you know what? If it was gonna be any fucking game, it was gonna be Fallout seventy six. Like, let's be honest, you're right. It's true. There's no way they, there would have been like a Fortnite hoodie recall because there's, <laughs> there's fucking cooties all over them or some dumb shit, right? Yeah, a girl touched it in the middle of processing and then make Fortnite people explode. <laughs> Not gonna get into that though. Talking about these Fortnite hoodies ain't good for hiding jewels in the bathroom. <laughs> good stuff. So uh, Bethesda man, T- Todd Howard, come on, dude, get your shit together, let, man. L- l- let's work towards putting a completed good game out for sure um let's talk some music news and reviews because we got a lot of shit oh yeah uh so we're gonna open up with download festival and what i mean by that is i'm gonna quickly look up uh the lineup that was announced for download festival because this was my topic and i you know i i'm like i'm gonna remember this most of the weeks right uh, but then some shit happens. I'm like, fuck, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it happens like with like 95% of my topics. So, uh, so Kiss, this is their goodbye show to the UK. Fucking finally. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I just, man, how they've been along for so long. No I idea. heard Gene Sims is still a cock, too. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Uh, Iron Maiden, awesome. Finally, some fucking real metal. Sure. System of a Down. Okay. Good stuff. It's loading the rest. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you right? Shit. Yeah, man. Oh shit. Uh, Sorry, but I mean, three three contenders that'll draw in a crowd. Are those the headliners for individual days? I don't know, man. Uh, I'm still pulling it up. Here we go. <laughs> so it's June 12th, 13th, and 14th. Uh, I believe so. I believe those are the three. Uh, for the for the three different days, I couldn't imagine you put all three on like a Thursday night or some <laughs> dumb shit. You know, <laughs> download festival would need their money back immediately for that one. For sure. Oh god, damn it. Okay, so. System of Down, Deftones, awesome. Corn, cool. awesome. The Offspring, okay, awesome. Gojara, awesome. Okay. Disturbed. Ailstorm, uh, this is the part where we get a little bit weird. Uh, so Ailstorm Pirate Metal, by the way, for those of you who don't know. We got Black Veil Brides, okay. Hmm. Okay. Daughtry of Mice and Men. Okay. Cool. And that's uh, all we have so far. Okay. So this is three, five, eight, nine bands announced so far. Okay. For June of next year. Interesting. Um, did the download go on a little bit of hiatus? I couldn't tell you, man, because I I've been a while since I heard about Download Festival being like a thing. Well, you know, I think we're just so saturated with like so many festivals now. Like you obviously got the Chicago ones, like Lala and Riot, mm-hmm. and then you got Readings and Leeds, which is another big one in the UK, and then you got like Rock Thousand Am- Trees, Rock Am Ring, Rock Am Ring, the one in Oshkosh, mm-hmm. and this and that. I feel like. Maybe I'm sure there was. It's just that we don't go to these, and we, you know, we're not yeah. there firsthand. Or we're kind of just passing. True. Passive, in regards to that. Yeah, for sure. Good for stuff. Sure. Let's talk some varials. So, have you heard any, anything off the new? Uh, uh, yeah, man. I I told you we got um, 
that big release date, October, what was it, 11th? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Where we got like fucking four albums or some shit coming out. Yeah, so Varial's dropped some dropped some new, four songs to be exact, actually, off the new album. Um, and man, they're actually, it's funny because the next band is actually the total inverse, but like, um, they're a hardcore band, right? Let's say New Varial's. They're purebred hardcore. Yeah, they're a purebred hardcore band. But with this particular um, set, of songs. set of songs, there's some experimentation in there. And I think they, I think they hit the mark. I think I like this. Um, so Varios, I'm gonna be watching that one with great interest. Um, good yeah, stuff. They're from uh, PA, man. Lots of lots of good talent coming out of PA. Absolutely, these days. absolutely. And the next the next band, have you heard, seen anything from Spite? No, I haven't heard anything new from Spite. <laughs> they uh, they have a, uh, a a new album called uh, called The Root of All Evil, and kind of like how you said, you know, you know, this band is more of like the well, Varios is more the experimental side of hardcore. Sure. Well, Spite's just like I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna fucking take. You know, like that scene from Terminator 2 where he takes the T-1000's head and slams it against the fucking metal beam? Just that for 40 minutes? Just for 40 minutes, yeah. Cool. They, they went that route, and it's fucking violent. I was, oh, was the album out? No, it's just like four or five songs. So same kind of deal. Uh, I guess everybody's kind of following that lead, uh, which is fine. Uh, and it's just these, this, this group of songs is just fucking a relentless beatdown of fucking beautiful music. So if you're into hardcore music, I would recommend checking out Spite because their last album is pretty fucking good, too. So... Um, Spite doing some good shit. My wife was jamming to it. So if that, whatever that means, uh, good stuff. She's all over it, man. In addition to that, Counterparts dropped a single on Friday called Separate Wounds. I told you I love the last one and I love this one. And okay. I'm super excited for this Counterparts album since this is the first like Counterparts album that I'm like head over heels for since the, and the current will carry us. Oh, in okay. a couple of years then. Okay. But super hyped. Check it out. Fucking phenomenal. For sure. Single. Uh, what else we got on the docket, man? TDWP. They released yeah. a new song too, uh, called Chemical. It calls Chemical. Uh, what do you What do you think? I'm I gonna... fucking love this song, dude. I love it too. <laughs> Holy shit, it's so good. You, you I... know what it is? You know what it is? I I think, I think I know why you didn't like the first one. What was it called? Um, uh, well, there's the last one that I really didn't get through. It was Please say no. I wasn't really big uh, on that. He, one. Here's my thing: the Please say no and the one prior to that. I feel like they couldn't decide what they wanted to do, and they were kind of like pussyfooting around the bush. Yeah. But, dude, Chemical is so fucking good. It's yeah. so catchy. They let Jeremy just take the lead on the whole fucking shebang. I thought that was Mike. I thought Mike was singing. They're they're both up there, man, but there's just so refreshing, yeah. dude. I love it. Was it was nice. It was a nice little change of pace. And uh, I was telling uh, Adriana basically what, what you told me a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. You're like, you know, they always experiment a little bit. What's making this so different? I'm like, you know what? Gabe is right. It's... You, you, you got to let a band grow, you know, and, and sometimes you grow with the band and sometimes you grow away from the band. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And so you ain't got to keep up with the Devil Wears Prada, but you've been invested since Plagues, you know? Sure. So you might as well keep up with the Devil Wears sure. Prada. For sure. For so sure. I love Chemical and dude, if the album is like this, I got no doubt this is going to be top five. Yeah. And I think it'll be, you know, we kind of mentioned it with the whole Wage War thing. Like um, Chadwick Johnson's 100th said it you can only do this like brutal in your face shit for so long before you, you yourself grow out of it. You yeah. Know? So it's kind of staying true to yourself. Sure. And you know, I kind of, I made my peace with them and I feel like I gotta mention this every fucking episode, right? <laughs> it's like um, they died. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I died and was born anew. No, they died. Um, they mean album sales. Indicate. Yeah, man. No, chemical is a fucking brilliant single. I love it. Sure. It's not anything we've ever seen from the devil's yeah, product prior. But I think that's a very good thing in that aspect. And sure. And uh, I'm hoping we get another like seven or eight songs similar in nature to it. Interesting. Okay. Good stuff. So We Came As Romans uh, came out with two singles, uh, Carry the Weight and From the First Note. Yeah. 
Good stuff, man. Um, you know, it's uh, kind of the first thing we've gotten since uh, Kyle died. Since Kyle died, yep. and it's. I don't want to say it's reckless, but it's heartfelt, it's brutal, it's in your face. The the Carry the Weight song is more um, experimental than anything they've done prior. I think that leans closer to like what Crucible was doing, because Crucible includes a lot of the same kind of guys, uh, especially the vocalist. So it kind of leaned more towards the heavier side, while the other song was more similar to what We Came As Romans has done pre- previously. And it's it was like a ballad to his friend. You know what I mean? He misses his friend, and that's what the song, was, the song was about. And uh, I kind of like that. I think um, you know he's paying homage to his friend with the you style know, of song that they would write. You know, I love that stuff. But like when Paul Gray died right after was that All Hope Is Gone, mm-hmm. um, I was like, dude, this next album is gonna be fucking like it's gonna be insane. Yeah. You know, like they lost one of their nine. Yeah. And then I ended up hating point five, the great chapter. You yeah. know. But uh, this is a band that did the exact opposite, and I think they kind of wooed me. I was never really big on We Came as Romans. Yeah. I love these two singles, though, man. Yeah, that's good stuff, and uh, we'll see what hopefully the album will shape up to be just as good as the stuff that they put out. Good stuff. Straight from the path, dropped a single called Actions, Not Words. Hey, man, straight from the path. You can't go wrong, right? <laughs> Dude, that was literally what my my impression of. I'm like, oh, cool, straight from the path. I think um, I think their consistency can be comparable to like somebody like Rise Against, where you kind of know what you're getting. Yeah, it's sure. mixed up in some way, but you know, like trail mix is still trail mix, whether you get a handful of nuts <laughs> or you get nuts, M and M's and raisins well, at the end actually, of the day, right? That's really well said, Gabe. Yeah, you I, know, you know what's in the bag. I I agree with you on that. Depends um, how you shake it. And now it's like, especially compared to with a lot of this other stuff that we've covered already, um, it was just it was it was fine. It was, you know, good, it was cool, but like there's stuff like Spite and Varials that are just like taking a. They're taking this style like up to another a higher level, and straight from the path is kind of k- chilling, you know, kind of doing their thing. Which there's nothing wrong with that. They got they got a good following, man. Yeah. They don't need to change. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Good stuff. So Dayseeker album of the year. Dayseeker album of the year. It's fucking Let's talk, man. Um, are you gonna do a full album review, or you want to wait? I will do some overviews. I won't. I won't go too deep. We'll, okay. So we got already off the bat for next week. We're gonna do two album reviews. Jake's going to do the full-blown Dayseeker album review yeah. with support for me. And I'm going to do the new See You Space Cowboy review, uh, which is actually a full-length album. And really? I, I think you're going to have some opinions on it. Like this. an actual full-length album? Yeah, no. Or, like the last one was a collection of everything they've done. So it was like four EPs shoved into, you know, well, the, is a complete it, piece. Is it a full-length album that has 13 songs, but it's 20 minutes long? No, I think it's like <laughs> maybe nine or ten songs. How long is it? Nine, they're, they're like three to four minutes a piece. Okay, it's like a legitimate album. Fine. It's not like that Chaos Core. Okay. Hey, that's a good name. I'm going to use that yeah. Chaos Core. Yeah. No, it's a full length album. I think you'll dig it. Okay. okay. Um, so we'll do those two full. But talk to me about this overview, man, because Dayseeker, so, you've man, been on that. The, yeah. So this is a band that this is an album that I've been looking forward to like deeply. Saw so it dropped into my, my queue on my phone. And man, these fucking guys raised the bar on melodic fucking metalcore music, man. Like I said, I don't want to get too deep into it, um, but Rory, the vocalist, Mm -hmm. is the fucking star of this band, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He is such a talented, well-rounded vocalist, and it's funny because coming from me, I think most people would expect that I would want a more scream-oriented album. I want. I like the the split. There's like seventy five percent singing, twenty five percent screaming, and the screaming just you know accentuate the points that he's trying to make. Sure. like I said, I'm not gonna like get full blown because I've only gone to it two or three times already. I want to go through it a couple more times, maybe write some notes down and give you guys like a full blown breakdown of it. But so far, it's shaping up to be one of top five probably this year, yeah. uh, as far as where it sits. We'll see. 
uh, but next week for the full review. But man, if you haven't got a, have you, have you listened to this at all yet? I've I've done a kind of a quick listen. Okay, but I have much of the same sentiment where. You know, I, I think it's funny because I, I think you and I have this, I don't know, I don't know, a disdain, maybe a dislike towards uh, like front men that are just overly like Maddie Mullins and yeah. Ronnie Radke. Like, you know, yeah. we don't particularly gravitate towards those. But yeah. I think Rory just flaunts his voice and like the just the right amount of like just the right amount of cockiness. You know, like you could tell he's super confident in the way he sings and yeah. his like. His falsettos and shit like that. Well, I, f- I feel like Maddie and Rodney, it's it's done with like a, a level of disingenuous that you that it's kind of res- like you could receive it. Like it's receptible to you. When you could when they sing a certain way, you're like they don't really feel like that. They just they're just singing a song. I don't about, know, man. It might that. also be uh, what those two do off stage, you know, because Rory. Rory's been pretty quiet. Yeah. You know, he's not stirring up trouble. Yeah. That's true, too. That I'm sure the personal life definitely has a lot to... Yeah, especially when you follow people on Twitter and you realize that you're like, wow, this guy's an asshole. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure, for sure. So but, Yeah, he just does it in just the right amount of, like, in your faciness. I think even just, like, a sliver more would have been too much. Yeah. But it, it you, you nailed it on the head, man. He really is the kind of the the main attraction of this yeah, circus absolutely and not to say that the instrumentals are bad or that the production is bad or anything else in it yeah. is bad it's just you come for rory but you stay for day seeker absolutely it's it's good stuff man Whew. i'm excited to get into like do a full-blown deep dive on this because like good i said stuff. i want to take some notes on this because yeah definitely... you take some notes i'll take some notes and we'll do the two back to back next saturday absolutely so what else we got gabe oh we got uh we got my friday so Thursday night, uh, I took my buddy Greg, who's the co-host on the Exploration Podcast. Did he change his life, Gabe? Yeah, it changed his <laughs> life. So here's how it went down. Thursday night, we flew out from Chicago to uh, New Jersey, which was uh, we stayed in a part of New Jersey, which was really close to New York. It was like a 30 minute drive. Stayed in a trap house that night. Really? Uh, no, it wasn't a trap house. It was pretty ratty, but whatevs. Um, it was a trap house. You could say. It. Friday, we got up. Uh, we drove over to New York. We had some motherfucking pastrami sandwiches from Harry and Ida's. They put, um, it was it's like a weird thing. It's it's like a between a cucumber and a pickle. Like it's pickled, but it's still kind of floppy. They put okay. that and they garnished the sandwich with dill and that shit was tight. Uh, we got some everything bagels because when in New York, right? Do like the New Yorkers do. Sure. Um, then we got uh, some tattoos at Daredevil, which is fucking awesome. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, those, yeah, I noticed that. That's what I got. What is it? That's a traditional dagger and rose that Very I got cool. done. So Very fucking Fucking cool. Jeremiah did a phenomenal job on that. Um, fun fact: It was Greg's first tattoo, and he got it on his fucking chest, and he did, he did not even flinch. <laughs> Whoa! Not even a flinch, dude. Wow! And so, yeah, man, hats off to him. Then uh, we went to this place called Randall's. Ooh, man, I could tell you about that beef brisket there, but. I'd only make you hungry. Yeah, you bet. Then we did, uh, you know, it was, it was supposed to be like a, like a second lunch and a beer, and then we go to the show, but it turned into second lunch, mac and cheese, three beers, and like four shots. <laughs> okay. Um, so we did like. Oh, so that's when you texted me, Mac Man. I'm in yeah, trouble. <laughs> so, so, so I was pretty. We were both pretty trash before we even got to the, like the pier. Oh, no. Um, we did, oh, man, we did tequila shots, and our chaser was this pineapple jalapeno blend. Oh, that shit was so good, man. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Okay. That was awesome. And they, I like how all your every time I die shows is preference with like some sort of alcohol consumption. What's going on with that? Dude, I don't know, man. Get, well, get, not all of them. A good chunk of them. Uh, the Buffalo show was just because yeah. when in Buffalo, do like the Buffalonians, <laughs> right? But Do um, as the Buffalo do. Do as the Buffalo do. Yeah. Anyway, so that Randall's place was pretty tight. Had a bunch of beer. Had a bunch of liquor. Then we headed over to the pier. Got on the boat. They had uh, some... Pretty nice DJ kind of warming us up okay. while they're like 
letting loose and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Greg got cold, so he bought an Every Time I Die hoodie. And, dude, let me tell you this, right? Okay. We're, like, sailing already. We're, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes into this kind of boat cruise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, DJ come, comes off and we, like, you know, thank you, blah, 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 whatever. And then the Jaws theme starts playing. And I don't know if you've ever seen anybody, any band ever come out to the Jaws theme, uh-huh. but every time I die, fucking did that. They came out to the Jaws theme and they just started ripping their fucking 28 song set list right off the bat. Let me tell you something. I like being close. I like being in the pit. You know this, Okay. Right? Yeah. But if you were at this show, there was no not being in the pit. <laughs> there was none of that. You yeah. know, I had to hold my merch in one hand and fucking elbows up with the other, dude. My fucking arm hurts. My ribs hurt. Holy shit, dude. I got tossed around. Greg got... Dude, he put on that hoodie. He turned on into a completely different fucking person. Really? He just went in there, dude. I was like, get him. Motherfucking get him. I remember... I remember... I remember seeing... I think it was Beartooth. And Gabe's like, okay, I'm gone. And I'm like, oh, shit. That was at the bottom lounge too, right? And then you're just gone. And then I'm like, oh, there he is. (laughs) You just see the giraffe neck flailing. (laughs) Top of your hair. Oh, there he is again. Yeah, man. But... uh. Dude, what is there to say about every time I die that I haven't said already? They play interesting venues. They tour with whoever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. And they have the most well-distributed set lists among their albums. They played songs off every fucking album. They played everything from Indian Giver to Cities and Years Ooh. to fucking just, you know? Like, obviously, you're going to play, like, The Coin Has a Say, right? And Decaying with the Boys. But yeah. then they play some deep ones, like fucking... Uh, like, I can't even tell you which ones, right? <laughs> but they did 14 songs, took a quick 25-minute break. Then we put our merch behind the barrier that we were standing next to, and then we just both fucking went in. That's fucking nuts. It was ridiculous. Let, let me tell you this, right? Because, I mean, unless you're like a 300-pound beefcake like uh, Isaac Hill of Knock Loose or that dude <laughs> you from... Can't, you can't or, not, not bring or, or that, that guy or up that for, dude one, from, uh, for one episode. What's his name? I, I don't, we don't know his name. The, from the Chicago hardcore band. Help me out here. The, the massive beefcake. The Chicago hardcore band that you're like super into that we saw at Warp Tour, Harm's Way. That dude. That's what you just said. Did you just say that? No, Isaac Hill of Knocked Loose. Oh, I thought I Knocked Loose, or yeah. or or the this dude from Harm's Way, right? Unless you're like that, like keeping your balance in a pit that's like insane is, is a challenge of its own. When you're fucking swaying on the Hudson left and right, <laughs> dude, it has a it has a whole new fucking element of God difficulty, dude. It was insane. They played a new song called White Void. Holy shit, this might be the catchiest fucking Every Time I Die song yet. That, that's and, and that's that, a statement. That's at a fucking live show. That's a that was statement. at a live show. I want to hear the fucking studio version of this shit. Wow. Mastered and produced, dude. Holy shit. It starts off the very typical, like, Rocky style, that like rock punk. You said Rocky. I'm sorry. I went, but, but, I but like, you know, that it. like Every Time I Die, like, rock music. Sure. But it devolves into pure chaos and madness, and Keith just wailing on that microphone. Anyway, it was a good show. We got pictures with uh, Andy. Super cool. Um, Did he have any pro wrestling on this boat? No, no wrestling on the wow, boat, unfortunately. But uh, he was super nice. Uh, dude, he's like one of the nicest guys ever. Because we were like, I, I told him, I was like, Andy, dude, like, it's his first Every Time I Die show. And it's my like 10th. And we flew up from Chicago. He's like, dude, thank you guys so much. He like gave us hugs and we took a picture and shit. And it was super tight. It's nice. And dude, I'm telling you, man, like, when you, you know... <laughs> Let me just leave it at this. I'm 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 gonna just leave it at this. They they do just such a good job, and I feel like there's like a handful of bands that I could like really just kind of like lose myself to. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like sometimes you're like looking at the pit and you're like, I could go in. Yeah. But like there's bands like 
every time I die. There's bands like The Devil Wears Prada. Like when Mammoth comes on, I can't not stay out of the pit, you know? Yeah. Or like Vanna was like the perfect example. Like yeah. at, after a Vanna show, dude, you feel like a new person. Yeah, yeah. You feel Baptized good. Baptized and sweat and blood. Like, and like beautiful. whatever you came into mm-hmm. that show with, all your worries and woes and all your just negative shit is gone, right? And Every Time I Die is one of those bands for me. And after that show, dude, we went back to Randall's and we drank some more fucking tequila and cider. And it was just such a good fucking time. Absolutely. But it was cool seeing, like, you know, you said that, like, when I went into the pit, you're like, oh, shit, here he goes. Yeah. And that, you know, I was kind of in your position there. I was like, go, man, go have some fun. And he just disappeared. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) He's like, did you catch my hat? I was like, you threw your hat at me? (laughs) I was like, like, dude, we got to turn on the flashlight. That, That hat is gone. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Also, real quick, first show that I wore plugs to. Let me tell you that like next day, having nothing wrong with you <laughs> is so nice. I can't relate. I've never gone to show with the plugs, man. When we saw Vanna that one year, um, twenty sixteen, I dude, I could not hear out of my left ear for like ever, <laughs> for like a week. It was like a week straight, and I was like genuinely concerned. But I took plugs to the show, and I, you know, I thought it was gonna be muffled. No, dude, I think it was clearer than ever because you don't get that heavy like overhead distortion and shit. Like you hear the music pretty damn well. So I was kind of shocked by that. And I'm glad I, I brought those. With, so I, I'm a believer. I just think I'm immune to it at this point in my life. Maybe, man. Maybe I, you're hearing. Maybe your hearing is already so damaged that you probably. don't know it. One day you're gonna you're gonna hear the. I hear that every minute of every day. <laughs> I live my life with a ring in my ear. It's just how it is. It is what it is, I guess. I Good don't know. stuff. So I, I've chosen this life. Yeah, man. They went back and they're finishing LP nine. Wow. Nine studio albums. Can't believe it. Um, great fucking show. I bought the Jordan poster with the Kraken and the bottle and the ship and New York Harbor. Um, you got anything to say on this, man? No, man. It just sounds like a blast. I've seen Every Time I Die a handful of times, and they've always impressed. Oh, I totally forgot to mention this. Let me tell you this, right? Okay. We were, because uh, the boat was like three floors. Okay. And the first floor is where they play. The second floor was merchant food, and the third floor was just like scenic shit. Yeah. And so we're chilling up there as like everybody's boarding because we're the second people in line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I made us get there early. Sure. And these people hop on, and there's these two brothers, and I'm like, holy shit, I know these guys. They were at Warp Tour Tinley Park, and they were at fucking Tid the Season. I was like, dude, it is insane to me how dedicated of a fucking following they have. Because these dudes, they might be our neighbors, you know? They're, yeah. like, in the general yeah. vicinity of us. And they flew out from Chicago, too. Yeah, man. That's 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 that's, that's a hardcore following, man. Yeah, it happens. That shit happens. Like I said, you know it's awesome when you start to recognize people in the crowd. You're like, hey, I know that guy. Yeah, dude. I texted, I texted Manny. I was like, dude, <laughs> I've, I've seen... Like, you know, these are repeat offenders. Yeah, here. for sure. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So you got any comments on this show? No, man. Just like I said, I wasn't there, but it seems like a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I've never seen any, every time I die in a strange venue before. So, and you've, you've done it like a handful of times at this point. I've Yeah. yeah. I think I went to every, every time I die show last year or two years ago. Every yeah. time they came to Chicago, I went. Yeah. And I, you know, I've seen them maybe, you know, like, like a lot of House of Blues, you know, obviously. Yeah. Sing- are you, are you still in single digits? Yeah, probably. Probably. That probably, yeah. Cool. Um, but like like seven, eight or something like that. Oh, like yeah. Up there. I've seen them like I've seen them a shit ton just on the warp tour like alone. So uh Yeah, they're know. like number three. Yeah. So uh, you know, I've seen them a lot. But um yeah, I've never seen them in, in a kind of a strange environment. So I've never sure seen fun. somebody crowd surf and like knock down a ceiling tile and that shit turns into like ash immediately when it cracks. No. <laughs> Happened right in front of my eyes because oh, it's yeah? like those like ceilinged or those tiled ceilings, excuse me. Controlled debauchery. Gabe, Gabe indulged in this weekend, I guess. Yeah, man, that was 
That was nothing but fun. Let me Absol- tell you that. Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds like it, fun. It's actually, I think this is the fourth time I've been to New York, and this is the most fun I've fucking had. Okay. And, well, and it wasn't even just the show. It was just like the, the surrounding events as well, dude, right? Dude, it, it's so nice when you're just kind of like off the leash and you're like, like go explore. Yeah. Because it really was like, like we woke up at nine and we're like, all right, well, doors are at six. Let's go fuck around. Yeah, let's go walk. And it yeah. was just the kind of the beauty of it, you know? Absolutely. Cool. Just hanging around Manhattan and shit. Very cool. Very awesome. cool. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, did, right, what are you gonna are you gonna do that? What what are, what are we looking at? Warner Bros. Black Keys. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, okay. Okay. So good thing this is last. There was an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast with the members of the Black Keys. Okay. Which is a band. I don't know where to even categorize. They make good music, and you should check them out. Sure. Anyway, um, you should check out this episode, even if you're not a Black Keys fan, because they have a lot of insight into the music business. And what they said was um, when they signed with Warner Bros., right? And here's, I'm just paraphrasing loosely. You should go and listen to this episode. But they said that um, a lot of the times, one of the guys is married to uh, a singer who was also signed to Warner Bros. And she came out with like this Americana album, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like a departure from what she did prior. And so what Warner Bros. did was they cut their losses on the album and they shelved it. And it never released. It never saw the light of day. Okay. And so the guy from the Black Keys was essentially saying there's somewhere in the Warner Bros. headquarters a shelf of albums that have never fucking been released. That have never seen the light of day. Simply because Warner Bros. said, this isn't catchy enough. This is this and this is that. And this is, and they just said, fuck it. We'll take the 80K loss and you're no longer part of the label. Really? That's fucking insane. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've seen... Um, we've well, seen bands that dropped um, controversial-ish stuff and labels have dropped them, right? Yeah, for sure. But to simply never release it and to just say, fuck it, we'll take the 80K hit. Yeah. That's insane. That's a little nuts. So there is somewhere in the dark corner of the basement of Warner Bros. headquarters of just probably hundreds of albums, I'm imagining, never been released, never been touched. I know. Well, I, this I, I don't know. This gets it's somewhat similar because I remember um, Lights made a comment about Bust the Fall and her, like her business relative to Bust the Fall because her and Bo are married, right? Mm-hmm. Bust the Fall, the vocalist. And she talked about kind of the difference in pay, right? About how they, they basically get carte blanche, especially during the area what they were talking about when they were like the biggest band. And she has to like follow like the norm. And then she said one time... um, because her, her, she had this, she shared the same management as Lincoln Park, and she said, um, "They're like, well, you're you're not Lincoln Park, basically, is what the, her management told her when Jesus. it comes to like getting in contact with people and hearing back. They're like, well, when Lincoln Park calls, we call them back. Is basically what they told her to her face, and it's like, well, what? How do you? How? I mean, like, obviously, when you're young and you have a dream, you know, you basically going to sign the paper to whatever." you think is going to get you your dream, right? Not, not always because yeah. these guys did four albums that they recorded in their basement. And then I think on number five, they signed with some indie label and the deal was, uh, they pay to record it. They get, uh, the, the label pays for advertisement and distribution and shit like that. So it was like almost like a 50, 50 split. Yeah. You know, but it, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Just to like sit there and think like the label told you now nah, we're just not going to rock with it. Yeah. That's, that's insane. A little, a little it's it's a I th- um, it might be the most recent one. He you know he always put now shit. But check out that episode with Joe Rogan and, and the guys from the Blackies. They're first of all uh, the the one guy is a phenomenal fucking speaker and he okay. should have his own podcast. And he's Very cool. really like well hearsed in this stuff. But 
Um, yeah, dude. When because I was listening and I was like, holy shit, that that like blows my mind. I mean, like I don't doubt it, but it, it is kind of because I, I think that self that that we create in our heads, it's like, well, you know, I think we have this idea, like, well, of course it's like that, but hearing it, hearing somebody explain, like, yeah, that's how it works, it's like, whoa, you know, what I mean, it's kind of scary. Yeah, because like you know that particular artist put her, you know, put her soul into but, that. But it's, it's yeah, like a piece of herself. It's wild because like Warner Bros, they could take the loss, but if like Rise Records or Solid State. They'd be like, "We'll put it out. Yeah. If it sells, it sells, and if it doesn't, well, then sorry, guys, you guys yeah. gotta find a new home." Yeah. You know, and yeah, and just for them to just say "fuck you," you know, this isn't seeing the light of day. Enjoy being like a like a blue collar worker or whatever. That's crazy. That is that blows my mind, dude. But yeah, check that episode out. I will. I, that's, um, that's something that interesting. Like I said, lots of you don't even need to be a Black Keys fan. They just have a ridiculous insight into the music industry because they've been doing this shit for I think like nineteen or twenty years. Yeah, and it's always interesting to hear it from somebody who's just been touring since they've been like eighteen years old. Absolutely. All right. So that was one thirty four. That was episode one hundred thirty four of the Second City Kids podcast. Gabe, you got anything else? Um, no, nah, dude, I think I, I got out everything I had to get out. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty, pretty good, pretty good show if I say so myself. But yeah, like I said, that was episode 134 of the Second City Kids podcast. Uh, we will be here next week, hopefully Saturday. Saturday. Two album reviews. Yeah. For episode 135, I will be on my vacation and then uh, we'll be back after that. So, uh, until next time, next week's children, deuces. Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces.